0: Well, good morning to you. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on this podcast as we continue to uh, socially distance ourselves during this coronavirus outbreak. I pray that you and your family are safe. Hope that you know that uh, you are being prayed for, uh, as well as our country and our leaders. As we continue in our series of Rooted In and Built Up by God... I want to encourage you to turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 16. As you're going there, let me just ask you a question: How many of you remember show and tell in school? Yeah, you know, I, I loved those days. I always got to grab something, you know, that was my favorite, and go and show it, and really tell why it meant something to me. But it kind of made me think about it on a different level here recently. What if we were as excited to show and tell the gospel with the lost as we were show and tell back in our school days? Do we think that more people would hear the gospel than they presently are? I'd argue they probably would. I think another important question for us to ask is this, is it a big deal for Christians to share the gospel? The one big thing I want to give you this morning is this, that evidence of our salvation is seen in sharing the gospel. Let's look at it together. Mark chapter 16, it's going to be verse 15. It says this, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. Let's pray together as we start. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this opportunity just to study your word lord a little bit differently than we're used to but father it's still good to be able to study your word to be able to connect with one another and lord to get your word out and i pray that during this outbreak of this pandemic father we would all look at our lives and understand the frailness of it and how easy things can change and quickly they can change Lord, I pray that every person who is going to listen to this podcast, Lord, that they have surrendered their heart and life to you. But if they haven't, Lord God, I just pray that that they will, through this message or or through other means, Lord, that they would hear the gospel. And Lord, I pray that you would help your church, your people, uh, to be intentional of sharing the gospel however we can in these times Lord, understanding that people are fearful, they're panicked, they're, they're considering their own mortality right now. And so, Lord, help us not to step into uh, something based on fear, but, Lord, based on love and joy and to give hope into this world. As we spend some time studying your word, Father, I pray that your spirit would guide us and that we would have ears to hear and hearts to receive the truth of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, the one big thing is that evidence of our salvation is seen in sharing the gospel. Now, as we talk about what is evangelism, we want to see in our text that evangelism is taking the gospel to the world. The church is God's plan A for world evangelization, and there is no plan B. So church, if the world is going to hear the gospel, it's going to be because you and I have taken the call of our Lord Jesus Christ seriously, and we have given our lives to see that this mission is carried out. And there's a great promise that comes along with it. We know that there are going to be people from all over the world who are going to be in that kingdom of God with us. How do we know it? Because Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 and 10 tell us, After these things I looked in, behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. I don't know about you, but that's just an incredible picture to just think of people that we've never met from countries that you could never find on a map, that they are going to be people who have surrendered to the gospel, who have bowed their knee to King Jesus, and they're going to worship the same Lord and Savior that you and I get to sing about and teach and learn about on a weekly basis. Uh, it's just, it's an incredible thought uh, to to think of and a picture to see. You know, you and I, we, we have the promise that as we go and we share the gospel, some are going to be saved by God's grace. So let that encourage you this morning, uh, because sometimes we share the gospel and people just don't seem to respond. It doesn't seem to be making a difference. And it's really easy to get down and get discouraged. But brother, sister, we can't do it. We got to keep fighting on. We have to just continue to march knowing that God's grace is going to save some. The success of evangelism isn't in the number of people who surrender to the gospel that we get to lead to the Lord. The success in evangelism is sharing the gospel. And then it's trusting God to do the rest. So I think a question that we need to ask ourselves this morning is this. Am I being faithful to scatter the seed of the gospel? A second truth about uh, evangelism in the text is that evangelism is a lifestyle. The structure of this verse in Mark 16 with that word go is similar to that of Matthew 28. It's literally translated as "you are going," and this should remind both of uh, all of us that evangelism is to be part of our normal everyday life. Evangelism isn't just some big evangelistic crusade uh, that people go on every now and then. It's not just a, a mission trip uh, that you take for a week or two or however long. You and I need to get the mentality that everywhere we go is a mission field. You know, Jesus said in Luke 10, uh, he told the disciples to look up, that the fields were white for harvest. He said, the problem is that there are just a few laborers. He said, so pray that the Lord would send more laborers. You know, Jesus was telling the disciples, it's it's not about what you say. I'm going to go before you, and I'm going to be the one convicting and drawing and saving. We just need to pray that more people are going to be serious about the call and the commission that Jesus has given us. In our text, when Jesus says to preach, he means to proclaim. While right actions are very important, simply living right won't save anyone. If a person is going to be saved, they have to hear the gospel. Romans 10 verses 13 to 15 says, For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Then Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, I, I owe a lot uh, to my evangelism professor at Liberty University, Dr. Ben Gutierrez. Uh, one of the things that he really taught me uh, was how to piece these verses together. He said that if you really want to understand them, read them backwards. So if we start in verse 17, we see that the word of God produces faith. We have been sent by God to preach the word. As we preach the word, they, that being the lost, they're going to hear the gospel. As the lost hear the gospel, they're going to believe the gospel. As they believe the gospel, they'll call on the Lord. And as they call on the Lord, look at verse 13, it says they will be saved. This is why it's important that you and I share the gospel, share our testimony. And as we do that, we need to share scripture. You know, it's truly the Spirit of God using the Word of God that produces conviction in the heart of a lost person, and it reveals their need to be saved. So we have to be intentional about using uh, the Bible. Have a Bible with you, uh, whether it's print or, or digital. Have it with you when you're sharing the gospel. Now, probably some of you, you're listening to this and you're hearing it. Uh, your heart's probably beating a little faster uh, because the idea of sharing the gospel is kind of intimidating to you. Uh, it causes fear to rise up in you. If that's you, I just want to remind you of a, of a couple of things. First, the outcome doesn't depend on you. Just let that melt the stress of the situation off of you right now. The outcome doesn't depend on you it depends on the sovereignty of God salvation is by God not human efforts so don't put pressure on yourself you couldn't save yourself so why do you really think that you could save somebody else second I would say it's not your power that you need to rely on to give you the words you know Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would give us the words uh, that we need when we need them So one thing that you can do is pray before uh, you leave your house in the morning or pray right before you start to share the gospel. Ask God to give you the words to say and then rest and trust in his grace and stand back and marvel at the work of God as, as he works. And finally, I would say that the best way to get comfortable in sharing the gospel is to just do it. And do it over and over again. So evangelism is lifestyle. Which means that evangelism is the call of every believer. The passage here in Mark 16 is one of five passages in which Jesus calls us to share the gospel. One thing to know uh, that it's important to know about Bible study is this. If you see something repeated multiple times it needs to clue you in that this is pretty important. Something we need to pay attention to and something that God is very serious about. You know, an unfortunate myth that many Christians have believed is that sharing the gospel is, well, that's the job of the pastor or church leaders or evangelists or or missionaries. You know, Jesus has actually given this command to his disciples in Mark 16. This shows us that evangelism is meant to be the lifestyle and the ministry of every believer, not just a few. If we were to look at a world map and see all the people groups that are in existence, we would understand an overwhelming task at hand. See, If you and I are going to reach the approximate 2 billion people in the world who have never heard the name of Jesus, it's going to take all of us understanding and surrendering the call that Jesus has placed on our lives. So how can I effectively share the Bible? Well, the first thing I would say is have a highlighted Bible. Again, it could be digital or it could be a paper copy. One of the easiest ways to share the gospel is to use a highlighted Bible, specifically a New Testament. What I like to do is highlight a passage that I intend to use, and then either the top of the page or the bottom I write, turn to page whatever, next. So in case I struggle at remembering where I'm going, which sometimes happens, I've got I've got a little cheat sheet that can help me there. So what I'm going to do in talking to the person is I'm not going to read the verse to them. You know, a lot of times people uh, will deflect the question by saying, well, that's what you say or that's your interpretation. And so I want to take that excuse from them. And I also want to demonstrate it and remind myself that I'm not the answer. I want the to allow the Spirit of God to use the Word of God. And the person's own words to convict their heart. And so what I'll do is I'll just turn to the first page that I have highlighted and I'll turn it to them and say, can you read that for me? And after they do it, I'll ask a question. What does that verse say? And I'll do that all the way through the presentation. Again, it's to disarm them from the excuse of, well, that's your interpretation and it's also to allow the Spirit and the Word to work. But here's the key. When you get to the last verse and you ask the, the question, don't forget to give them an opportunity to respond. You know, something as simple as, you know, you've already admitted that you're a sinner who deserves to be separated from God, but you've also seen God's love in sending Jesus to die in your place how he's offering you forgiveness and salvation. So what's keeping you from surrendering your life to God in faith today? Would you like to, to surrender to Jesus? Whatever the question is, don't lead the horse to water and just as they're bending down to drink, jerk them up and try to keep pushing on. Give them the opportunity. Give them the space and the grace to respond to the gospel. Another thing is share your testimony. You know, we all have a story, a story that is uniquely ours of how God convicted us and brought us to himself. Share that with people. One thing that we uh, used to teach here at the church is faith evangelism. And part of faith evangelism is learning to share uh, your testimony in three parts. Uh, Each part is to take about a minute. The first part is, what was your life like before Christ? Now, be really careful here in sharing what your life was like before Christ. don't glorify the sinful choices that you made, but also don't embellish it. Just be genuine and honest with who you were. You know, some of you were, were rebels. You made a lot of terrible choices. Some of you were what the world would call good people. The thing that you had in common is you both needed to be saved. And so don't embellish it. Don't glorify your sin. Just be genuine and honest. The second part is share how you knew that you were a sinner who needed to be saved. What was it that the Holy Spirit used to convict you? Was it through VBS as a kid? Uh, an evangelistic crusade, maybe like uh, uh, Billy Graham? Maybe a friend invited you to church and you heard the gospel. Wh- whatever it is. How did you come to know that you needed to be saved. And then the third part of your testimony is share what God has done in your life or what He's doing now since He saved you. For some of you, God delivered you from an addiction. Some, He started to put your relationships back together as you put Him first in your life. Whatever it happens to be, share that. It, one final thing I, I would say, and sometimes a deterrent to some people sharing the gospel, is that you know they don't have a story of addiction or alcoholism, broken marriages or or, or those things. Maybe you're like Diana, my wife. you know maybe you're a people pleaser who some might even call a, a goody two shoes. maybe you grew up in church, you know every time the doors were open, your family was there. So, maybe there wasn't like this big dramatic moment for you. Many people feel uh, that this makes them you know incapable or ineffective of sharing the gospel because they didn't have that big conversion experience uh, that they hear so many people talking about. Don't buy into it. it's a lie, okay for you, you can share that even though you were a people pleaser. You are a regular church goer. You know, God shows you that you weren't good enough to save yourself, that you still needed His grace. You couldn't go to church often enough to be saved or do enough good works. Explain how God showed you that. Explain how He showed you. The truth is, everyone who has been saved by God's grace has a story. And your story's not going to be my story, and my story's not going to be your story. But in the sovereignty of God, I have seen him do this over and over and over. I, I have found that he puts me in front of people who are going through similar things that I went through, either before God saved me or even after God saved me. And if you're intentional about living the life of a disciple which includes praying for and looking for ways to share the gospel, then you have to trust that God is going to put you in front of people that he has been working on. People who are walking some of the same paths that you did so that you can share the gospel with them. They might not listen to me because my story's not theirs. But maybe they would listen to you because you have a connection with them. So pray pray. Ask God for opportunities to glorify and please Him in sharing the gospel. Pray that He will give you the right words to say and then trust Him to work in you and through you for His glory and for the salvation of the lost. I want to take a minute and just, again, thank you for joining in on this podcast. I pray it's going to encourage you and challenge us all to be more intentional in these times and from here on out of sharing the gospel to that I want to say to anyone who listens to this who has never trusted in the grace of God that he is extending this offer to you that we are all sinners that we all deserve his judgment but in his love and grace he sent Jesus to die in our place and to prove that God is more powerful than sin in death, Jesus rose from the dead. He desires a relationship with you that's now been made possible by his death and resurrection. If you have questions, if there's a way that I can help you understand what it means to be a child of God, please reach out to us. It could be on Facebook, it could be on our YouTube page, or you can email me directly at Justin at westlakebaptist.org. I pray that God will use this to build his kingdom, to cause us as the church to be who he's called us to be. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this time of scripture. Thank you for this time of study. Lord God, I don't know what you said. I don't even know who's going to listen to this, Lord. But I trust in your sovereignty. That you are going to direct the right people to this podcast, to the YouTube live, whatever it happens to be. And that for your glory, they're going to hear the gospel. And Lord, I'm trusting that you are going to save some. So Lord, help us to be faithful in looking for opportunities and to share the gospel in those opportunities you give us. We thank you for your love and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.